Hello and welcome to the Relationships Are Underrated podcast. I'm your host, Chip Kramer, and here is my co-host, Jonathan Asley. Jovial Jonathan Asley. Jovial Jonathan Asley. Hey, bud. (laughs) (laughs) We're in part two. I know, and I'm kind of thinking we, we, uh, we got a little heated, you and I. It's great. I think it's fun. I love debating you on this. Uh, so why don't we do this? We have, yeah. we have a good amount to talk about. There is a part two. was not planned just because we did go off a little bit on, uh, kind of a lot of it, I, I would say, on a tangent <laughs> yeah. with when women should have sex and all those things. So why don't we just give a couple minutes well, to Well, let's be clear. When couples part. should have sex. When couples should have sex. Couples. No, we were debating when... Oh, that's true. That's true. You're right. People should have sex when they're dating. People should sex. Yeah, yeah. That was our debate. I think my conclusion at the end of the episode was women should have sex with a guy five to six dates. And you said, no, they should do it when they feel they trust the person. Here's, I just want to. They feel safe. They feel safe. When they feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to just add one more bit. And again, I don't want to go into the whole thing with this. Just because it is something that I'm. It's an evolving concept in, in my head personally because I'm trying to wrap my head around it and understand yeah. it and hear perspectives. And I know you and I, yeah. we posted in our Love Coaching Professionals Facebook group some things, and I heard some things from other people. So so it's evolving. So I just want to give where I'm at. I don't want to say this is firm, but this is yeah. where I'm at now with it yeah. from the weekend and processing is that I think that it's not really a specific date number where a woman should have sex with a man. I think yeah. it all depends on what her goals are in in dating and relationships. And also it depends on you know where she is in her mating value, you know, is she 21 years old, is she 60 years old? Does she have kids? Does she not have kids? Cuz all those things play a role into the size of the pool that's available to her in terms of men just like for men you know an 18 year old's gonna have a hard time attracting uh, a 30 year old woman for example 30 year old women generally go for older men so uh, my point here is is yeah it depends on where you're at in your life and that will dictate whether or not you should be sleeping with a man let's say in 10 plus states or maybe in five to six dates and that's kind of where I'm at with it. And also, I think we have to address, not address, but I, I, I thought about it as well, because there are certainly some people that are not seeking a fully committed relationship with someone. So their way of approaching it might be quite a bit different from someone who's casual or even those people that are are just maybe just only looking for sex, you know, when they choose to have sex with someone. And again, I'm not here to suggest you know, a time, either a timeline, like something is wrong, whether or not they had someone had sex on the first, second or third date. I'm not judging that. I just know from my clientele's perspective, they often share with me that they prefer it's, it's not based on a timeline. It's based on when they feel safe and they can feel some level of trust. I mean, cause I don't know if you can ever really trust a person fully until you've really, you know, until you connect the dots over a long period of time. But at the same time, feeling that level of safety is is what I hear from my clientele over and over and over again. Cool, awesome. Yeah. All right. So Which let's kind of, go ahead. Now I was just well. Let's move into like when yeah. is a relationship exclusive? When is it just hanging out? I feel like that was the original topic 
I, I think we might have some difference of opinion here. So I'd like to hear, you know, we might, I don't know, but where you think that timing, ha- well, is it a timing thing? Oh, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. I think a relationship. Be more specific. <laughs> so when I hear the word relationship, I don't like to get too technical. I hear okay. the word relationship, and to me, it just screams monogamous exclusive relationship. Okay. Typically, right? I mean, there are all kinds of relationships, so maybe that relationship is polyamorous or open or something like that. But typically, even with that, when I hear relationship, it's two people have already discussed what's happening between them in terms of is this exclusive or monogamous? Same thing. Is it polyamorous or open or whatever well, I would, it is? I don't. I don't really think of relationship starting when someone meets somebody. It's more just. Okay. I call that dating. Okay, because the reason why I brought that up, I was just thinking. I mean, a couple could be in a casual relationship, or they could be in a relationship with the idea that there is some potential long-term future. And I think how you view it from that those two lenses could make a difference of like when you would consider, you know, exclusivity or monogamy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I see it. Yeah. I see it black and white as, okay, we're either dating or we're in a relationship and, or, you know, there's all these cute names these days, like situationship. And (laughs) if you're in a situationship, you're dating. I have one that's called friends with benefits, but you don't really know about it. (laughs) Friends with benefits, but you don't, what's that mean? Well, it's just, you don't realize that this relationship is a friends with benefits. One person sees it that way in their mind. The other person sees it as a relationship, you know? So it's, it's, do you get it? Like, yep, I get it. I would call that dating. I would call that dating because there's two people are not on the same page and there's been no conversation. I think the line between dating and relationship is a conversation. You know, it's interesting. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's really the big difference, right? That's the, are we just hanging out or are we in something that's moving towards something, you know? And it's it's through the C word, as we always say, the communication word that kind of dictates, you know, where this relationship is going to go at some point. Yeah, or turning it, or I would say even turning it into a relationship. This is a relationship now. Yeah. A true relationship. And I would say some advice to people listening Yeah, is that I would make sure that you understand that you're not in a relationship until there's a conversation, so don't assume. The worst yeah. thing you could do is assume even if you're a hunt you're like no but i met his parents and i met his friends and i met her and i met her best friends and and she dms me and texts me every single day da 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 yeah doesn't matter nothing is until it is and in this case what is 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 the conversation well and you what know is what? is is a yeah, conversation yeah. i just love that i can say is three times in a row and it actually Forms a sentence. Is, 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 is. So I, I want to bring something to your attention that I notice, at least in my coaching practice and age demographic. It's interesting how 
a woman, or at least the women in my group or women I work with, oftentimes when they're in the dating process, they say to someone, I'd like to have a relationship. And the guy might say the same thing. I'd like to have a relationship. What's interesting is once they start spending more time together, there's some ambiguity as to what that means. And one person is, as I said before, thinking of it one way and the other person's thinking of it in a different sense. And this is why through communication about expressing exactly going beyond the surface, what the word relationship might mean. Again, I think it's important to, to identify, I believe monogamy and exclusivity is the kind of the tipping point when it becomes a relationship. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it's just, I'm mirroring back what you shared earlier. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. But again, how two people perceive it is where a lot of times the, the friction is at that moment. Right, in the moment where the conversation starts, where yeah. someone goes, maybe they'll go, oh, I thought we were already in a relationship. I didn't know we needed to have this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> or you bring it up to your the person you're dating and they go, oh, uh, no, I mean, I just kind of like what we're doing. Or you find out an answer that you didn't want to hear and maybe you assume that they would have wanted to be in some sort of relationship with you. Yeah. So, so that's why it's really important to have that conversation because I don't, it's funny, this is like that one-time exception where words speak louder than actions. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I had to, I'm literally and pausing I, for a moment on this think one. Think about it for a second. Because I always say actions speak louder than words. And I think sure. that, that that applies to so many places in life. This is one of those moments, I think, that words speak louder than actions. Well, you know, it kind of reminds, and I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second, but it reminds me of the five love languages because there's some people where their love language is acts of service. They're doing things in the relationship, but they don't say the words, you know, even the words, I love you to their partner, but their actions demonstrate that. Versus the other person might be all words, but they don't back it up with that. You know, they're not an acts of service person. So I, I can see how you're... What you just shared makes total sense to me. Well, in this case, it's, again, I'm thinking about someone going through the motions of dating and all these actions are happening. They're getting introduced to their parents and their friends and they're having sex on a consistent basis and they say goodnight to each other every night and they text each other, how are you in the morning and all these things. And you're just so convinced like, yeah. And I bet you in that, the picture I just painted. Yeah. You know, that's probably something where it is leading to a, a real committed relationship, but you just never know. And that's why you got to have the conversation because you don't know. Therefore, the words are more powerful than the actions. Of course, actions do speak for themselves in the sense where you know that this person is interested in you. You know, yeah. I think we can both agree. We always say to people when we're giving advice is that, you know, to know if someone's interested in you, actions speak louder than words, right? So they're meeting yeah. up with you. You guys are hanging out. You're getting physical. There's attention there. In that case, actions speak louder than words because those actions are showing you that this person's interested, but it's not necessarily an exclusive relationship at that point. So I'm curious on something, and I'd like to hear your perspective in your coaching practice, and you, since you work with men, is that most of the men, when they're actually in the dating process and they're in that space 
of they like someone, they want to progress the relationship forward. They're doing all those things you just shared, the the messaging, the following up text messaging, the planning the dates. They're doing all those things. They're introducing parents because these are men who genuinely want to be in a relationship. Would that be fair to say? Yes. What's interesting, men can do those exact same things and then for some reason, completely change their mind and say, I'm not ready for a relationship. Yeah, I mean, men do that in all ages. Well, no, I'm not talking about ages. I'm just oh. curious with the men you work with. I oh. don't get the sense that you work with the kind of men where that will happen. Correct, correct. Okay, and so I want you to see it from a different lens for a moment because this happens habitually in my with the women I work with, and it has nothing to do with age. What's what's you'll like this, Jonathan. I think I've told okay. you this before. I'll share with you and the audience. Whenever I, not every time, but a lot of times I, when I talk to people and meet them for the first time, and it's a woman, and she, you know, we talk about, oh, what do you do for work? And I say, oh, I'm a I'm a dating coach for men. There's so many times where uh, the woman will respond and go. Oh, thank God. You you got to teach these guys. These guys out here are assholes or these guys out here need a lot of help. And what's okay. interesting is she doesn't know this, but she's not referring to the guys that I actually help. You see, she and the women that you work with, Jonathan, the ones that are yeah. coming to you with their pain points, yeah. their problem is dealing with the guys who are just assholes who are manipulative who are maybe using yeah. women who are yeah who are selfish not, uh, selfish not emotionally available all those things yeah. and so it's funny because i gotta tell them and i go so those are not the guys i help because those guys yeah. don't seek help or think that they have a problem i'm helping the guys that like you described earlier the guys that are interested in meeting women and don't know how to meet women. So they're not the guys who are just going through the dating process and throwing women away. They can't even meet women. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So those Whereas are the guys that I help. And my demographic are looking for your demographic. <laughs> yeah. Like the they've experienced yes. those men and they're like, well, how can I meet the guy like, you know, that Trip works with? Not that they're, you know, aware of that per se, but they want to know how can I avoid the person who doesn't want a relationship, who doesn't want exclusivity, who doesn't want monogamy, who might dem but coming back to all the but what's surprising is they're all their actions are demonstrating like as if they want it, but they're not actually saying the words. And it goes back who's, to what you saying. Who's not saying the words? Well, some of the men that my clientele oh, the, the date. Men, the men. And it comes back to what you just said. The words, what would you say again? The words matter. No, you didn't so, say words matter so as much. Words, words speak louder than actions. <laughs> actions, exactly. And, and it's funny. I really don't know off the top of my head. Did you make that other, up? I did. I mean, and this is because it is one of those moments where I go, just in this moment, I was like, oh, words are really important here and not the actions for this yeah. specific case. Yeah, because on some level, I believe that some men avoid the words because that's kind of an implied promise. And what I mean is a implied promise for a long-term future. So they avoid the words. It's just a perception I have why some men avoid the words 
because they don't want to create the perception that this is going to be, you know, kind of forever kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about that line, the exclusive talk. And I wonder how many people that are listening right now are in some sort of, I'm not going to say situationship because I like to just say dating. So you're in a dating situation and they're like, fuck, I got to talk to my person. I want to find out really what's going on. And I really hope that the people listening who are in that status do take action. And I hope this encourages you to make a move. If you feel like you're ready to be in a relationship with the person and this kind of begs the next question, Jonathan. Okay. When? Yeah, well, I was just, you know, it's interesting because as you were just about to ask that of me, I was thinking to myself. Because I don't want to encourage the person who's been dating someone for a week and going, trip's right. I got to go talk to to my person. It's like, whoa, slow down. It's been a week. So before the when, okay, so the question is when. I'm curious though, have you ever had a woman ask you kind of like where is this relationship going or bring it up to you have you ever had that happen to you where it came from the woman i don't think so no i can't remember any now i'm gonna guess it's because not your actions and even a bit of your words apply for i'm thinking the relationships that you you know the four or five you know kind of important relationships you've had in your life they didn't have to guess where your mindset was at. So all the relationships that I've been in, all the monogamous yeah. relationship or exclusive yeah. relationships yeah. I've been in, yeah, those were all me asking them, like, hey, you know, do you want to be exclusive? And then we did. Yeah. So it was always me for all of those. Yeah. And any of the dating situations that I was in in between those. I would either say to the woman, I think I said this on the last episode, I would either say to the woman, hey, just so you know, I'm not looking for anything serious right now, very early on, so they knew, and they either bailed or they stuck around. Most of them stuck around. We're like, yeah, that's fine. I'm not looking for anything serious, too. Yeah. Or it just ended, or no conversation happened, and it just ended because not every dating situation lends itself to that conversation doesn't maybe doesn't get that far and i've had plenty yeah. of those oh you, you date for a month you date for six weeks you see each other a bunch for a couple months but it just for whatever reason it died out yeah have you for the so it's interesting because i'm reflecting back so there's been i it's, well i had i've been married and i had a significant relationship that each one of those were much you know my marriage was 12 years my significant relationship was give or take Give or take six years because we had a breakup in there. And I think I had one or two six-month relationships where there was exclusivity and monogamy. In each case, I was the one who brought it up. I brought it up relatively early in the process of dating. However, I have been in situations where I've been with some women where I knew I didn't want to go the distance with them. I was upfront about it. What was interesting, though, is that I think they hung in there because they thought they could change my mind. Yes. Kind of thing. They're like, and, and, it, and it's almost a little bit, 
I don't want to say the word sad, but it, I, I felt like like if I was coaching them, I'd say dump that guy kind of thing because you shouldn't try to wait for somebody to change their mind. Once I saw that start to happen, I'm not trying yeah. to say, like, look at me, I'm the most perfect person ever. And I, yeah. you know, make every situation perfect. But once I see that happening with the woman, I, I just start to fade out. When I see them trying to make it more than it is, even though I already told them, hey, this is only yeah. a dating thing and it's only just a casual thing, I just start to fade it out and, and that's it. Because that it sort of turns me off. It, it's like, oh, this is not, you're not being serious. You want something more and I just feel like there's a disconnect and so I get turned off and then I just fade it out. I... Same thing, you know, in the few instances that, that that did happen within my life, I actually started to feel, I don't know if it was guilt, but some sort of like what I shared earlier. I didn't want to imply that there was, I, because it's, it's tricky to kind of, it's kind of tricky to really know your feelings. And it's, it's kind of like you like this person, but I call these maybes. I like them, but... There's something not there, but you're not really sure what's there. So you kind of wait to see if maybe something changes within yourself. And this is where it gets tricky. But when I felt like I knew the butt was stronger than the like, so to speak, I don't know, how to, please forgive the terminology. I felt like, you know what, it's better to either let it fade or move on because it's not fair to the other person, especially if they were trying a little harder than me. Yeah, I mean, and that's really nice of you, you know, but... I also, people have to be responsible for their actions. So it was very good of you. And their feelings too. Yes, it was very good of you to do that. But it was it's really on that other person, you know. And, and any, if I were to give some advice to the ladies out there, if you get a guy who says these words to you that they just are looking for something casual and nothing too serious and you are looking for something serious, don't stick around trying to change this guy's mind. That's a really yeah. high risk for you as a woman. Even if yeah. you think you can do it or you've done it in the past, it's risky because let's say you accomplish it. The risk is, who knows if this guy sticks around? You already you already started this dating situation with him where he wasn't interested in that. The ideal relationship, I believe is you meet someone, you're both interested in relationships, you both are interested then in relationships with each other after dating for some time, and you're both then excited to be in a relationship with each other. That is the least risky and obviously the best situation to be in, so everyone's on the same page. The whole convincing or thinking that you're going to do whatever you're going to do, which again, I'm not saying it's not going to work. I bet you it's worked time and time again for women where they've been able to seduce him into a relationship but why take on that risk and why be with someone who's off the bat half interested in you yeah well i was just thinking your clientele predominantly chases women who they've they've been put in the friend zone and they're trying to think well if i keep doing this and this and this it's going to shift them out of the friend zone into something more serious or substantial and and Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So no, you. So that's on the guy's side, exactly. So with yeah. the guys, it's the same exact thing. It's just a different part of 
the sequence of courting, right? It's like they're just a little bit in the beginning where they're doing this. I'm going to stick around. So hopefully she sees me as a sexual being instead of a friend. And I'll say the same thing to the guys out there who are listening, who are not in a relationship right now, or you're trying to get into one. Don't do the friend zone thing because it's the same idea. You want the woman to be, a well, first of all, it's rarely going to work. So I'll put it that way. Rarely yeah. are you going to be able to get a woman from friend zone to relationship zone. And, you don't want to be with that woman anyways because it's the same idea. The fact that you had to wait that long to yeah. get to the point where she sees you as a sexual being instead of a friend, it, it's no good. So it's interesting because I just had an awareness right now. Okay, so with your guys, they oftentimes are trying to convince a woman to take them out of the friend zone. Whereas... With my clientele, they're exploring a relationship which oftentimes includes sex, but what they don't know is the man has kind of already put the woman in the friend zone because he doesn't want anything more serious. So the big difference between the two is on the side on my side, if you I don't like saying it my side, but you know what I'm this this side, is there sex happening? And on the side of your clientele, there isn't sex happening. <laughs> yeah, I would say the guys are in the friend zone and the women are in the sex zone. Oh, wait, wait, hold that thought. Wait, wait, expand upon that because I feel like you just so, said something big. So for men, they're, it's not their biggest problem. Not every guy is in the friend zone, but since we're yeah, talking yeah. about this, in this circumstance, it's the guys who are in the friend zone, so they can't get out of friend zone. They can't move it to sex zone. Because that's, okay. that's the only, I, I, I say sex because sex is the only difference, in my opinion, between friendship and relationship. I mean, I'm, I'm, okay. among other things, but the biggest difference, right? Okay. And, okay. and for women, they are in the sex zone because, yeah, they're dating and sleeping with a guy, but it's not going to a relationship. It's not going to, yeah. or maybe an emotional connection. So they're in the yeah. sex zone. They're just having sex with the guy. And again, I don't want, I, I never have anyone play victim. So guys who are in the friend zone, I never say, yeah, you know, women suck. They put you in the friend zone. No, dude, you put yourself there. And I'll say the okay. same thing to women is it's not that, oh, this guy's using me for sex. He's an asshole. It's like, no, he put you there and you're not doing anything about it either. So you need to do something about it. And coming right back to this topic, you got to have the conversation exactly. and let them know. Or at the very least, from the very beginning of dating, letting them letting them know that you're looking for a relationship. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think that those are really intense words. It all depends on how you say it. But you will definitely keep around the right guy who's also looking for a relationship. It's just the way that you state it. Jonathan, do you have any advice on that? Like, what do you tell women... To, 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 so, let, to let guys know on dates that they're looking for something serious. So what I teach in my coaching program is something that actually is personal to me is like when I'm in a, a dating scenario, I'm very clear I'm looking for, you know, a serious relationship, something that's both exclusive and monogamous and the way the relationship looks like for me. And, and I, I know this narrative so much that it's easy for me to say, I'm looking for a relationship where we spend three or four days and nights a week together, doing shared activities, hobbies, mutual interests, spending time with family and friends, traveling together, teamwork, building skills, both in our personal and professional life, intimacy, both physical and emotional intimacy that leads to either moving in together or getting married. And I say, 
what are you looking for? And the reason being being specific is that, you know, someone could say, oh, I'm looking to see you at my beck and call. That's a relationship. Well, that's two different perspectives on what a relationship is versus the word itself. So I like to get clarity on what it is looks like a relationship looks like for you. And I like to establish that relatively early for me. Now, I have a lot of guys that say to me, I get this question quite a bit. They will get a question from a woman on a dating app, or it will be via text after they've connected on the date from the dating app. And uh, I'm trying to think if they have it in person. Sometimes they have it in person. A lot of it's happening more so over the dating app and text. They'll say this. Okay. Hey, I'm curious, what are you looking for? So my guys get that question all the time. And then they ask me, Trip, what do I what do I say to that? And then so what's funny is my next question is, well, what what are you looking for? So I'm asking exactly. I'm asking my clients, so what are you looking for? Yeah. And it's I'd say about 80% of the guys say, I'm looking for a relationship, and 20% of the guys I work with say, I'm just looking for casual right now. I'm not looking for anything serious. So then I tell them, so do you want to hear what I say? to tell them yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what to text. So for the guys looking for a relationship, I just say, say to them, at this moment, I'm looking for someone to eventually be in a relationship with. I'll say, use that or anything to, to that degree. And then for the guys who are not looking for a relationship, I'll say to them, to say to the woman, right now, I'm just dating and keeping it casual until I find someone I'm really interested in. Because that's also the truth is I know that these guys, I don't think I've ever, maybe I've worked, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men. Maybe at two, one or two have said to me that they are strictly not looking for a relationship and only want to be in casual dating situations. Most guys are saying to me either they're A, want a relationship or B, want to play the field and have fun and so their, so their oats. Wait, is that the term? So their so, oats. So their oats. So yeah. their oats, and then they eventually do want to be in a relationship. So just to give the females out there some perspective, most guys are looking for a relationship. It just you might not catch him necessarily when he is, or maybe he's just not that into well, you. I think it's always going to be when you choose someone to be in relationship with. Prior to that, to the extent that it's casual, it's not really casual. I think it's more of an evaluation. I'm, you know, we're, da- we're coming back to the concept of dating. Dating is kind of an evaluation process, and it's an experience of spending time with one another. And if you genuinely want to be in some sort of monogamous, exclusive relationship, up until that point, you're evaluating that person. So I think, you know, when guys say, I'm just looking for something casual, they're better served by saying, I want to be in a relationship with someone. I just don't know, you know, if on the first, second, or third date, I know the answer to that question kind of thing. Ah, I, I mean, s- that's, that's interesting. I think guys should be just, it's almost like, I don't want these guys to lead on any of these women for thinking that they can get to that point because these guys who are looking for something casual they're looking for something casual and one of these oh, women oh. maybe eventually will they'll be in a relationship with but 
But I'm talking the ones who are serious about a relationship. Those ones. I was talking about those oh, guys. Oh, okay. I think, sorry. I think we, I lost you, we don't know. We don't know sometimes. You know, I sometimes see. you could date someone for three months and go, and you could be, you could even be monogamous and exclusive with someone for three months only to go, I don't think this person's right for me. You know? So it's a very... I think you know, that's all implied, quanti- though. I think that's implied. When you say I am looking, when I tell my guys that to say, "Hey, I'm looking for a relationship," I think that's all implied. Well, I encourage my clients to get more clarity on what that means to them. What does a relationship look like or mean to you? Oh, so Be being more specific. more specific. Exactly. I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing my trip thing. No, that's my good. My clients. I'm always about because to some men and a significant percentage of some. Um, relationship means you're at my beck and call. I want to see you at my timeline and maybe not your timeline. Interesting, because I think that when men say the word relationship to women, it's pretty clear and everyone gets it. No way, my friend. No way. That is such an arbitrary word, the word relationship. I think For example, we all know you- what that means at this point. When a, If a woman oh, says I- to a man, so picture this, woman says to man, text messages him, says, what are you looking for right now? And he says a relationship. Is she really going to be unclear on what that means? Well, again, you're differentiating. In her mind, it might mean what I just shared was my narrative of what I'm looking for. To the man's mind, it might mean I might want to see you once every other week. Okay? That's a relationship. Well, I guess it's the type of see, relationship. So that's, a, that's just a bigger conversation. I don't think that needs to be had in that very moment where the guy is getting that question from a woman. She's What she's doing is she's filtering. All she needs to know is, is this guy looking for sex or is this guy looking for sex in a relationship? Time out. So I want to interject here from the lens that I see it through. Men oftentimes, not always, often many times can say I'm looking for a relationship when all they are looking for is sex because they know the word relationship to a woman might mean something greater. But in their mind, it's a great door opener because it used to be up until about 50 or 60 years ago. If you wanted to have sex, you had to get married. Well, now We don't need to have marriage to have sex. So the barrier to entry for sex has gotten very low. Okay. Uh, Still, I I can't imagine many women being... I I wouldn't think a a guy has to say anything more than, I'm looking for a relationship. Yeah, he could could be lying, but but what I'm saying is he's not. To the ladies listening to this, could you please write, relationships are underrated at gmail.com gmail.com and if you've experienced what i've just talked about please write us well then the guy Uh, wasn't no jonathan yeah the guy's lying the guy's lying well that's just the difference between a guy lying and telling the truth but even if he's lying the word relationship in this case still means the same thing so it's it's you know well it happens more often than you think that's what i'm getting at well, sure, but what else? What, okay, so what? Can, so well, that's coming, a whole different conversation of what to do. But but for a, for a woman, I don't know what. So what? Well, does, this comes back to the the conversation is monogamy and exclusivity. That's the real conversation. It brings it back to the conversation. So then maybe see, it's funny because I guess a guy can say, "Well, I'm looking for a monogamous relationship," but I think that's redundant. 
I think it's very clear to just say relationship. Given the all the different types of relationships that are out there, I think it's more important to get clarity because of situationships, friends with benefits, well, polyamory, I would and everything. Say, I Nowadays, would put that on the woman. Then I would say I still say to the guys, guys, just say relationship. And okay. if a woman wants to make sure that she's They're on the same on page. the same page, then she would. I would say that she would just have to say, just to be clear, a monogamous yeah. relationship. Yeah, that's it. And then from there, a it's a whole, start. it's a whole different. Yeah, it's a good start. And then from there, it's a whole different story, which can be a whole, well, a whole nother topic and, and episode about. I don't really know if that's actually even a, appropriate for our podcast. So, it's more in the dating room of like how to filter for a yeah. guy who's serious. But so now it comes back to the okay. This brings us right back full circle, which I'm really happy about. Is is our topic when to have that conversation or how to have that conversation? Um, is it the I don't when? know. I don't know if we. I don't know if we determine that. We identify. But I, I can say that we can just talk about all of it. Yeah, okay. So, in my world, I'll just only speak from my experience. Most of the time, I had the conversation about monogamy and exclusivity relatively very early in the conversation. And usually it was right around the time we became physically intimate with each other is when that was discussed. That's been my experience for my own personal life. And it tends to be what my clientele seems to prefer for themselves. That's what I'm just saying with what I've observed and in my own experience. Okay. So it's well, usually what... the timing ends up being around the time there's physical intimacy. Which is around the time there's physical intimacy, you, what happens? We talk about monogamy because partially, you know, I'd like to, because I'm concerned about STDs and other things, I'd like to know that the person I'm with on a regular basis is monogamous with me. To me, that's a very important thing that I want answered and I feel like it would be important for them so as once well. So you, once you end up having sex or right before you're about to have sex with the woman, you this is very interesting you ch then you just that's when you ask her to basically be your girlfriend so i here's the way i look at it because because it, if, it, if let me explain real quick let me explain. i'll let you explain okay. just because okay. so uh, so you can have a better explanation because when i'm hearing that once two people are monogamous or once once two people are saying i'm not sleeping with anybody else to yeah. me they're now your boyfriend or a girlfriend. So, so, A, I like to discuss, if there's going to be sex more than once, I like to discuss the monogamous, being monogamy. In addition, I don't like to be distracted in the dating process of continually talking to more people. And you have to keep in mind, back when I was in, you know, in my 20s, and third, well, actually, it wasn't ever in my 30s, single in my 20s. We didn't have the internet where there were all these options available to us at every 30 seconds. So back then, when you dated someone and you were monogamous, you were just naturally exclusive because you weren't out there on the hunt, so to speak. Today, because of the internet and swiping, when I when I choose monogamy, at the same time, I choose not to be looking, which is looking for other people, which by de facto is exclusivity. And then by de facto, it is a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship because I just don't like looking while I'm, 
while I like somebody and I'm having sex with them. Yeah, I mean, listen, hey, do you? I think that's a little fast to be in an exclusive relationship because sex generally happens from dates one to 10, you know, most of the time. So it's interesting from date one to 10 to get that serious. I'm going to be open-minded and I'm changing the way that I... Framed it. That I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm changing the way that I... Uh, view it. View things. Okay. So I'm going to okay. say, Jonathan, if that works for you, mm-hmm. great. And anyone listening, if that's working for you, great. I predict that that could be a problem to get into something that fast with someone. I don't think that's realistic, especially with what's happening in today's dating culture, meaning I don't think it's realistic that you're going to be able to have that conversation go to a point where you'll be exclusive with someone that fast. However, if that works and that's working for you, fantastic. If you end up doing that, let's say you you like what Jonathan said there and said, I like that. Like That's what I should be doing because that's the way I date and that's why I like it. Great. If you try that and it works for you, great. If it doesn't, I would I would highly consider changing your strat your dating strategy. So what would the alternate dating strategy look like? The alternate dating strategy, <laughs> well, there's so many so, different Oh, we just ones. talk about dating now. Well, we're talking I guess about we are. getting into yeah. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I think this is probably one of those episodes. What were we talking about dating the most? But okay, there is a lot of different ways it could that it could happen. I mean, I'll give you the most kind of general, common way is you're going on multiple dates with people. Maybe you're sleeping with a couple of people, and as the time goes on and you start spending more time with one of the people that you're dating, what ends up happening is a lot of the other. What's the word? Not spectators. Uh, <laughs> thinking of a word. The other, I don't know, the other people that you're uh, Contenders. Contenders. contenders there, sure. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. The other contenders, yeah. you know, start to fade away and then you start to zone in on that one person, whoever's making the cut, whoever you're connecting with more emotionally, sexually, all those things. I think that's a little bit more realistic in today's day and age. Now, of course, I'm not saying you shouldn't have the STD talk, but the STD talk and the exclusive talk are not the same conversation. There are different parts of a conversation. So what I say to guys at least, and I would even say this to women too, is when you're going through this process, you need to have a set amount of non-negotiables that you're looking for, and then you date to find that person. Depending on where you are in life, let's say if you're before the baby-making years and you're looking for a family, it could be a potential waste of time to get exclusive with someone that fast, to do it that fast where it's like, oh, now all of a sudden within two to three weeks, you're in an exclusive relationship with them. I understand why you might want to do it. It's safe sex, non-distracted. I, I don't think it's a, a, really a terrible way to do it, but it runs the risk of wasting time where you might not have that time. So now that I'm kind of working this out in my head, I think that strategy that you said, Jonathan, is a little bit better 
for maybe in your post-baby-making years, post-divorce years, midlife years, where you can, you do have a little bit more of the luxury of time. But then again, comes back to personal goals. Maybe you don't want to wait that long to be in a relationship with someone. Therefore, you might need to have a little bit more what I call volume and dating more people instead of getting exclusive so fast. Well, I have a difference of opinion on you in that one, especially for those that are in the baby-making years. And first and foremost, I believe monogamy is becoming underrated, quite frankly. And again, maybe this is because I grew up in a completely different era. By the way, my generation, monogamy was just the, the standard. That was the standard. I want to be clear. Um, this is yeah. not about monogamy necessarily i am well let me let me finish the train of thought let me finish the train of thought so monogamy is an agreement that if we're going to be physically intimate with each other that we're not going to be intimate with other people in my mind if you don't see at least as a guy if i don't really see much of a potential with someone in a short period of time for me I don't invest more time with them. So for me, exclusivity, I mean, that that process could happen all in a six-week period of time, and nobody's really wasted a lot of time in their marketplace value if they've invested six weeks. Because I feel as though I, like, and I'm assuming with Megan, when you were exploring a relationship with her, you kind of kept feeling like, you know what, I like her more, I like her more, I like her more. There wasn't any, you were, you continually progressed to like her more. If I start going backward, I move on. Yeah, chemistry. So to, to, to be monogamous and exclusive for six weeks is not that big of a deal if I don't feel like this is going to progress to something more. It's just of time. Yeah. I I hear you. It's just interesting. It's like And I, by the way, let me be clear about can't exclusivity. Imagine being I just don't like fast. I don't like tainting the process because it's a lot of work. By the way, do you know how exhausting it is these days to sometimes just even get a second date with someone and to go through it's like it's exhausting these days between the like when I like someone and they like me, I'm like, "Hey, let's get to know each other." I, the the time it takes to go through the process of meeting another person is exhausting. Yeah, I hear you. You're right. I, why? So it why? Is. Why the? By the way, why spoil my energy when I like someone? <laughs> That's how I feel. And I think women probably would feel the same way if they like a guy. Why spoil your energy? Because if we have to operate from a place of fear, like I might be missing out on my baby-making years, that's already a fear-based way of approaching it. And I'm not a big proponent of that either. No, but it's not about being fearful. It's about being realistic. Well, it could create fear, which will taint the process, is what I'm saying. Well, you just have to work on that. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking about the fact that if you're looking to have a child in the healthy years of your life, you need to... You need to get going, but but yeah. So have I, we answered the question about when to be monogamous and when to be exclusive? I think. Or how? I think we gave our opinions and our thoughts yeah. on on both. Yeah, I mean, how? I mean, listen, we've already talked about that in an episode, and we can say it again. How? I don't overthink it. Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm not seeing anyone else right now, and I'm only interested in seeing you. Are you on the same page as that? Yeah, I love, That's it. I, I really like the idea of always being on the same page with each other. So it, it doesn't matter who does the asking. It's always good to check in and say, are we on the same page here? 
I like to also really... just say what page you're on instead of putting it on them. And, oh, you know, oh, so I oh, like, I, that's where I come with it is. Yes. Hey, here's where, where I'm, I'm at. at. I'm not, I'm not, meeting, I'm not dating anyone right now. I'm not sleeping with anyone right now, except for you. I'm only interested in that. Where are you at? And what are you interested in? I am a thousand percent agreement on that. Rather than telling someone what they should do or how you should do it, oh, you just simply or getting say, aggressive hey, this about is, it. Where are we right yeah, now? What's happening this right is, now? Yeah, this is where I'm at. Can I check in with you? Where are you at? I like it. I like that so much better. And again, it's non-confrontational, which is the most important thing. And if there's some discrepancies, at least then you have something to talk about. And again, coming from a non-confrontational way. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions, you can email us now. Relationships are underrated at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you, your comments, your thoughts. If you have a comment that you want to leave as a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do that. We like five stars because then that bumps us up and spreads the podcast to more people. It's funny because I feel like I hear people on other podcasts say that and uh i'm trying to be more transparent about it you know why would we want five stars well because we get bigger ratings and why is that (laughs) so more people can listen and that's what we want we want people to listen we want a lot of people to explore the ideas and concepts that we are exploring here on the podcast and and hopefully help some people along the way that's the goal. So I I, I got to jump in for one quick second, because when I do hear that on other podcasts, I'm thinking to myself, well, what you're saying is please don't give us a one star review. <laughs> yeah. And also when they're saying, you know, it's like, why are they even asking for that? I like yeah. I like to be as transparent as possible. Specific communication. I want you to write what's in your heart and and let us know how you feel about it, because that brings whether if you like it or not, I, the, all feedback is good for us, but I prefer five stars. <laughs> this is Trip signing off. And this is Jonathan signing off, wishing you a super duper wonderful, fabulous day.